Welcome to worship today on this, the birthday of the church on Pentecost Sunday. All of our worship is printed here for you if you're a guest of ours. Um, there's no audience here but God, so um, this is your part. And um, we've got some wonderful music today. If you need this service, we do have childcare down the hall if you brought children, um, younger children. And, but we love to have kids in worship too. So if you, either way, that's a, a blessing. And then during the um, time of the word, when we hear our scriptures after the children's sermon, we do have kids word. And um, that's a time where the kids go and hear the Bible story. Um, at their level, and then they come back after the sermon. So that's um, a little word on that. And with that, we begin um, with our brief order of confession and forgiveness. Please stand. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who brings us safely through the sea, who gives us water from the rock, who leads us into the land of milk and honey. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Merciful Father, we have sinned against heaven and before you. We do not fully live as your sons and daughters. We use your gifts to our own ends. Forgive us and restore us that we may resist all that draws us away from you, our neighbors near and far, and your creation. Amen. My friends, hear the good news. Once dead in sin, we are now alive in Christ. Once lost, we are now found. God clothes you with the finest robe of all, the righteousness of Christ. And with that clothing, hear this news. Your sins are forgiven and you are a new creation. Thanks be to God.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. Christe, Christe, eleison. you. Let us pray. God, our creator, the resurrection of your son offers life to all the peoples of earth. By your Holy Spirit, kindle in us the fire of your love, empowering our lives for service and our tongues for praise through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I invite you to be seated and for our kids to come forward at this time.
Come on up. I'll join you here in just a second. Don't burn. Hi. All right. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> I guess so. That happened to me in a race one time. Somebody left me a little open here. I had to go past him. Hi. How you doing? All right. So uh, today is a special day. Anybody know what day this is? The day everybody wears red. Well, a lot of people do. It's Pentecost. That's right. Thanks, Brian. It is Pentecost today, and Pentecost is the birthday of the church. So look out there and say, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wow, that was super lame on this part right here. <laughs> that, was, that was actually worse than 8 o'clock. All right? So we got to do better than that. Ready? On three, happy birthday as loud as you can. Look out at the church. They'll say it back to you, too. One, two, three. Happy birthday! Little better. Okay. You didn't even say it? Okay. Well, that's fine. Well, the birthday of the church is the day that the Spirit comes to the disciples. They're sitting around in this room, right? And they're kind of like, I don't know, they're staring at each other, I guess. Can you do your best? Like, mm, mm, staring at people, mm. That's pretty good. Okay. Just staring. I mean, they've been part of Jesus' ministry and his resurrection and all that kind of stuff. And there they are just kind of hanging out. And there's this rush of wind. Can you blow like as, as hard as you can? Deep breath in and <gasps> try that with me. <gasps> okay, we're going to have to get the fire out, I guess. Here we go. And all of a sudden that rush of wind comes in. It's almost like the three little pigs, like it blows the house down. Because they're outside, suddenly. We don't even know how. And there are all these people who heard this rush of a wind, and they've gathered around, and they're from all these different nations. Luke tells us it kind of represents the whole world that they know of at that time, right? You're going to hear all these funny names like Medes and Elamites and Cretans and Mesopotamians and all that kind of stuff. Well, what's that? Yeah, something like that. Um, Mesopotatoes, is, those are from Idaho, but Mesopotamians <laughs> are from the Middle East. Anyway, Idaho joke. So, uh, but you can think like Mexico and Spain and, and uh, Angola and Russia and, uh, you know, Guatemala. You could think of all these different nations coming together today that you know about. And the, and the disciples were able to speak so that the, the people from all these nations could hear. These, these kind of uneducated, these guys who didn't go to school very much, got these tongues of fire. Now, you think fire, oh, that must have hurt. Well, it didn't hurt. It was just a tongue like, like fire that came upon them and it... It was like it, whoa, like if you lit a fire under yourself or somebody says, we got to light a fire under those guys, it's like, get up and let's go. So it was like this tongue of fire. It didn't hurt, right? It's like that. Your mom's not going to like me for doing that, but a tongue of fire came and rested on, on each of them. I promise I won't get anywhere near your hairspray. Don't worry. <laughs> Tongues of fire on each one of them. But you know what? They were adults. Do you think, do you think this happens to kids? You think t kids get the Holy Spirit, or do you have to kind of wait till you grow up and get smarter and all that kind of stuff? Hmm. I have a feeling that even though there weren't kids that day, that this Spirit continues to come to us and to you especially. In fact, Jesus said, Jesus said, unless you become like children, you're not going to figure out what this kingdom stuff I'm talking about is all about. Because this fire on those disciples not only gave them languages to speak to all these people and ears to hear, but it also took away their fear. So instead of standing around like this, right, they were up and they started to share God's word and the church was, was like a big bang on that day. It just exploded out into the world. 
3,000 people that day baptized. You're going to hear about that next week. All kinds of things started to happen. Well, as you go out this summer, I want you to remember that fire of the Holy Spirit is in you too and in the things you do, your kindness, your sharing, your, your actions of love towards other people in service, all comes out of your faith in Jesus. Your words to tell the story of God's love for other people, you wouldn't believe how many kids are dying to hear that, that they're loved, that they belong, that they're wanted, all those kinds of things. You get to share that story, right? So that's what you get to do. Let's pray and give God thanks for the spirit today. Dear God, Repeat prayer. Repeat prayer. Dear God, thank you for your spirit. Help us to use it to point to you and to share the good news of Jesus. Amen. All right. Thanks for coming up, you guys. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words, and as they migrated from the east, they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which mortals had built. And the Lord said, look, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. The word of the Lord.
Aleluya. Gospel according to Luke in the book of Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, the apostles were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fires appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own native language? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phyria, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene. And visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the 11, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls out on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise 
Okay, very short sermon today. In fact, someone told me after I should have stuck with the first sermon here. Pentecost Sunday. It's clear in the readings today that God confused the languages in Babel and then God fixed it in Pentecost. Thank you very much for coming. Don't forget to tip your offering plate. We'll see you next Sunday. Okay, don't go yet. Because there's really a longer sermon here. Um, because, uh, and a real one, because these two stories before us today, as I've studied them, really have an awful lot in common. In fact, I think in some ways God is doing some of the same things. God is being consistent, if you will, this God who comes to us, this God of promises. In Babel, there's an issue that keeps, seems to keep coming up. We're, we're just past the flood story and just before the call of Abram and Sarai, Abraham and Sarah. But there's an issue that takes us back to the creation story, back to the Garden of Eden. The people come together. They've been commanded to go out into the earth, to kind of scatter and to multiply and to, and to be adventurous on behalf of God into the, into the world. But instead, they, they kind of come together. They hole up together, and they want to they wanna just they wanna make a name for themselves. They want to be glorious and, and famous, very similar to Adam and Eve in the garden who want to be like God. They want to take control. They want to do it themselves. The other thing that the people do, the Babylites, if, as they are, uh, they come together and, and God, of course, isn't against them working together. God isn't against unity and diversity. Of, of course, God works through that powerfully. But God is against their motive to stay in one place, to, to kind of take control for themselves. And it seems that what God is really against here is their true motive, which is fear. They're afraid of, of going out and adventuring out and, and populating out into the world. They want to kind of stay close together and, and hole up. It's a human um, uh, failing, isn't it? That when we, we want to be around people like us, and especially as we get more anxious about something, we want to kind of, kind of come together and sort of just be safe with the people and the things and the stuff that we know. The language, the food, all of it seems to be kind of monochrome in the Babelites' vision of what will, what will be. So there's a spirit of pride here in themselves and wanting to make a name, but it, it kind of emanates out of this sense of being afraid of what God has called them to do. It's contrary to God's creative mandate that comes out in Genesis 1.28, spread out and fill the whole earth. It's repeated again in Genesis 9.1, spread out, fill the whole earth. And even in the verse that's right before our text today, Genesis 10.32, the survivors of the flood are told, spread out over the earth. This text, by the way, has, was used to justify apartheid in South Africa, completely misread as God being against the mixing of people, that they need to be in their own particular places, the mixing of language and culture. That's not what God is against. God is against the pride and the fear that stifles the people. Fear and pride are not what gives life. God knows this. And so God does something very interesting. God doesn't stay up in heaven and sort of ignore them. God doesn't strike them down with bolts of lightning. God does what God does that we know very, very well in the, in the, um, in the life and death and resurrection of Christ. God comes down to the people. 
God comes down and kind of sees what they're doing and, and confuses their languages in order that they might spread out. It isn't a punishment. It's actually a gift. It's a, it's a continuation of God's creative initiative for the people. Well, as we get into our story, our gospel story for today, it's, it's the gospel of Luke, the sort of the second part, the first part being about the life of Jesus and his disciples, the second part being about this coming of the Holy Spirit and what emanates out as the church is, is born into the world, as it explodes in its mission uh, to, to a world in need. But fear is also seems to be in the hearts of the disciples this day. They are locked up in their room. They're seemingly just kind of staring around at one another. Even though they've walked with Jesus for three years, even though they've seen him, his death, and certainly scattered there, but then come together as he's raised from the dead, as he appears to them and, and eats with them and, and speaks with them. And then they see him as he ascends up into heaven uh, at the end of Luke's gospel. But, but nothing so far. I mean, I know that Jesus tells them, go and wait in Jerusalem, wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. And that's what they're doing, but, but nothing? They haven't said anything to anybody? No outbursts of joy and, and celebration, no telling of the good news at this point? But God's Spirit changes all that. It's, I love how the story, they're in a room and then suddenly they're outside. doesn't tell us how. I do. I, I just get a vision of the three little pigs in the house of sticks or the house of straw. It's like God just goes, whoosh, I'm, I'm here now. Get out there. God's spirit changes it. And, and as the people in Babel are scattered about the earth, so too will God's word, God's spirit, scatter the disciples out into the world as well. Their testimony suddenly becomes for all nations. It's a great story. Both of them are, are great stories, and we can look back on them, and we can wear red today, and we can kind of remember this, these historical events, both in, in Babel as God's spirit worked, and, and certainly on this Pentecost Sunday as God birthed the church through God's spirit. But it isn't just an event that we look back on. In fact, as Luke tells the story, he actually includes some of those random nations that you heard that may not, you know, I, if any of you can visualize where all of those are, I'm very impressed. I can't. But, but as, as, you envision, or as you think about all these different nations, Luke actually included some that wouldn't have even been present at that time. And so what he's saying to us is this isn't just an event that happened on this one day that we can kind of look back on and celebrate and say, oh, wasn't that nice? It's a continual rebirthing day of the church. I mean, you weren't born and, and sort of stayed a baby for the rest of your life, right? We were talking with the seniors at a brunch, kind of an abridged brunch today, because we usually have done that before our services change. But, but we were talking uh, about how um, they're not the future. I mean, they are, but they're not just the future. They're, they're the present now. They don't just have a calling when they're done with, with college. All the, those that were there are going off to college. It's not just that they have a calling when they're out of college at some point. They have a calling right now. The Spirit is working in them and, and filling them right now in this very place. And so uh, uh, Whitworth and, and MIT and, and Augustana College are, are going to get Spirit-filled young people from this congregation, nurtured by you, raised up by you, some of you directly as their teachers and their, their school counselors. That's Pentecost. Some people say that we're 
we're not a spiritual church. You know, the mainline denominations, they don't, they don't have enough feelings in them or something like that. We don't have enough. We don't raise our hands up enough, maybe, or, or we don't shout amen enough. Amen? amen. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, see, now we did it enough. But uh, that's enough, Pastor. Don't say it again. Um, we get, you know, we sometimes get that critique, and usually it's probably a kind of a friendly critique. But I tell you, this is a, this is a Pentecostal church. This is a church that is birthed by the Spirit and, and enlivened by the Spirit. I often say in my annual report, in fact, I say it every time I make a point of saying that this is a healthy place. There's a wide diversity of, of languages here. Maybe not everybody speaks, you know, six languages like some of our folks do, but but we speak the language of mother or father, or we speak the language of labor, or we speak the language of engineer, or we speak the language of, of the military, or we speak the language of kid, or we speak the language of tech. Those mostly go together. But we speak these different languages, and we get the opportunity and the calling to speak into our world, not just to come together here and sort of be protected and be in fear of, of what might be out there, but to come here and to be enlivened and to be rebirthed and renewed, to go out there. And we hear these Pentecostal stories in our congregation. You know that the Pentecost was not the gift of speaking in tongues, glossolalia. There's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not that gift. It's, it's actually the gift of speaking in other languages. And I love that because it's not that God drew people up into some heavenly language that they all spoke up here somewhere. Again, nothing wrong with that. That does happen. There are even Lutherans who speak in tongues. Oh, how about that? And those who interpret, right? That's important too. But God comes down into their language, into their culture. God comes down into the, into the messiness that that is. If you've ever tried to communicate with someone, even if you know the language, you don't always get the, 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 you know, the, the sayings or the cultures or things like that. I have a story I can't tell in church, but I'll tell you later about someone getting caught up in that in Germany. But anyway, um, but, but we, we are given that particular and beautiful gift. Kathy Bowman, who's been putting out these faith in action things, our community connector here at our church, um, our, in our congregation, she's been putting out these faith in action posts, and, and, it's, and it's wonderful to see the spirit working through that. She said she's talked to people who have been, they, they said to her, I've been in this church for 30 years. I didn't know that ministry was happening. I didn't know we were speaking that language to our community, to our neighbors in need. I didn't know we were speaking that language to one another. As Marietta has been both an intern here and a, a small group coordinator, the small groups that have come up through, through that coordination and have, and, or have been continuing have been just beautiful gifts uh, where the Holy Spirit is birthing and rebirthing uh, uh, us to be uh, deeper in our relationship with God and, and connected with those around us as well. There's a wonderful depth and breadth to what's happening here as, as the spirit of Pentecost blows through this place. Uh, Mary Lou Dahl came up to me the Sunday after they had gone to the prison congregation. Talk, talk about a Pentecostal Lutheran church, right? Or a church that's birthed through Pentecost. I'm, we're the only denomination I know of that has a congregation within the walls of a prison, not a chaplain, an actual congregation of men that come together in the men's prison uh, just south of us in Shelton. 
And she came back from that experience, and I, I don't think she'd been there before. And every time I saw her for the next two or three weeks, she would come up to me and she'd say, with tears in her eyes, she'd say, Pastor Jonathan, did I tell you? There were 10 men who were baptized when we were there. It was amazing. It was so beautiful. She saw God, you know, three-dimensionally, God's spirit moving powerfully in that prison. And some people in our congregation, again, around a small group, Kara Willis back there being one of them, and Marietta and some others, going into the women's prison in Purdy and seeing those who have been, many of them who've been, who've been cast away, who have had incredible trauma, uh, you know, kind of cast upon them and have certainly done things in reaction to that that have, that have put them into, into, an, uh, uh, into prison. But to hear some of them for the first time that they are children of God equal with anyone else, called, um, that they have gifts, that they have a calling, that they too are part of this birthday celebration is life-giving, not only for them, but for those who hear their stories as well. This is a church, a Pentecostal church, a church alive with the Spirit. I'm going to have to build a doghouse when I get home because I'm going to be sleeping there tonight. But I have been... But I have been amazed at my wife this year as a teacher, just to see um, all the things that she's been doing and connected with this church and the volunteers that have come from the, from the amazing dance that was held at her school to the closet that she organized, to the tutoring program she organized in, in one of the housing areas and, and to the feeding program that's coming up, coming up this summer, just to see the spirit flow through these, these wonderful actions, these kind of quiet ways to connect with our community uh, in ways that give life. God is doing something amazing through you, through me, through us together, and through the wider church as well. The United Nations, uh, when they wanted to, uh, when they were looking to, uh, to really focus in on the problem of, of, of malaria and eliminating malaria in the southern part of Africa, they asked all kinds of World Health Organizations and things like that, and then they turned to the Methodist Church's world organization and a world relief organization, and guess who else? Lutheran World Relief. The Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and their partnership together. Because why? Because they've been there and because they've been speaking the language and because they've been walking with people and because they've been living out this, this birthday gift of Pentecost to their neighbors all over this world. We stand as, as people empowered by the Spirit. We stand as a congregation empowered even more by the Spirit. We stand with all kinds of resources and ways to speak that connect us, not only deeper in our faith, but also wider with our community and our neighbors as well. People who are dying to hear that story, who are dying for that sense of belonging, literally, and need to hear. We are today celebrating a birthday that continues and renews and gives us life. Evangelical, telling the good news in our own languages. Pentecostal, receiving that Holy Spirit that is poured out upon us in all flesh. God will not be limited. God pours it out everywhere. Lutheran, steeped in our tradition of telling that good news, of serving our neighbors from that center in Christ Jesus through God's Holy Spirit. Happy birthday, church. Amen.
we rise for him of the day. respond to the word in the words of the Apostles Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, 
creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Let us now, in response to the word, turn to God in prayer, knowing that God cherishes and listens to our prayers. We pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Gracious God, pour out anew your spirit today that we may proclaim the gospel of forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name to all people. On this, the birthday of the church, fill it with all truth and peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is an error, correct it. Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in need, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Give direction, wisdom, and humility to all our leaders, our president and Congress, state and local officials. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Bring your wisdom and justice to the struggles on our southern border with Mexico. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Give your aid to all those working against violence and to the victims of violence. Be with our peace officers as they protect and serve. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Console and comfort those suffering from the floods and violent storms in the Midwest. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Be with all students and teachers as they approach the end of the school year. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Pour out your Holy Spirit and empower us to be your instruments in connecting more people to Christ Jesus. Lord, in our mercy. Hear our prayer. Healer of our every ill, bless our households with healing and love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God, we pray for Fran as she continues to recoup in Northwoods, bring her your healing. We pray for Matt and thanks that he's recovering well from pneumonia. We pray for Maria Spear as she um, recovers after gallbladder surgery. Give thanks she is doing well. Um, God, we pray for those facing cancer, Linda, Tim, Angela, Gary, Dave, Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, and Carol. Bring them your healing and strength. For our deployed and military support and their families, for Rebecca, Patrick, Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, and David. For all those on our continued prayer list, we bring to you, we bring, especially we bring Norm Kunkel as he continues on hospice care. And we also bring to you Elsie's son today um, as she grieves the death of her sister Arlene. Um, these people we bring before you, but now many others aloud or in the quiet of our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, thank you for this meal where you bring us your forgiveness, you bring us our connection to you in a tangible way. 
Feed us today as you have already in your word. Feed us and now send us forth uh, that we can speak the languages of many and share in word and deed the good news. So give us your spirit this day in Jesus' name. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Please share that peace with those around you. God's peace. Bad. As you continue to share the peace, I'm going to move us into some community time. Please do pass those friendship pads down the aisle. If you're a guest of ours today, we're so glad you're here. If you're a first-time guest in particular, we'd love for you to put your name there and an email address or a phone number address. We want to send you a thank you for worshiping with us. So, Ladies' Night Out is coming up on Tuesday, June 9th. Um, this is a great time of fellowship and conversation. Please bring a dessert or appetizer to share. Um, lots of great discussion when they do um, movies. And so you're doing the movie The Wife with Glenn Close. So that's going to bring up lots of conversation and, and good fellowship. So that's in room four, 6 p.m. Tuesday. Coming up is our all-church picnic on the 23rd of June. This is another great fellowship opportunity and chance to hang out um, after Sunday worship out at camp. Now, there'll be lots of people out at family camp, and after they finish that, they'll probably just come over for the picnic, and we'll meet them out there. It's going to be, I'm sure, a great, beautiful day, just like today. Um, I just jinxed it, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be great. Um, for some reason, I think because of people's flexibility, they're hesitant to sign Sign up, I can help. You know, for the picnic, this is just seems like every year, but, but now's the time. Um, we've got some great leadership to help make that happen, but we need some more volunteers to help out with various tasks. So in your ministry card there, um, please, um, if you can step up to help out with that, that would be great. The other great opportunity um, to be sent out and speak many languages is our Vacation Bible School that we have this summer that comes at the end of July this year. We need a number of other teachers and a number of other helpers. This is most of the kids who come, almost 100 usually each year, are from our community. And so this is a great chance to reach out to our community. So please step up. We need kids. We need lots of other 
other volunteers and, and support staff um, with that. So again, make our ministry coordinators day uh, on Monday to see all kinds of ministry cards filled out with those. Um, foundations class, um, you sh- if you've signed up previously, you should have gotten an email. If you haven't, please call on Monday and we'll make sure we've got your correct email. But we're going to start that coming up here. Um, we're going to have a Sunday session and the Thursday session each week because there's people that can come to each one and there's enough people to make them both happen. So that's exciting, but you can still jump in. You can still jump in and work on those foundations of the faith. This is going to be the traditional mode where I simply present the material in class and then we have discussion. Um, So there'll be about seven sessions throughout this upcoming summer. So if you still want to jump in, put that down on the ministry card, especially if childcare would be a needed thing because we need to prep for that. Okay, let's see. Um, We had a great brunch this morning with Esther Circle um, for... uh, Uh, Coffee Oasis, and that went great. So we have brunches coming up, so don't forget that. Here in the late service, you can come earlier and have a wonderful breakfast here in between the services. Um, Graduates, do we have anybody graduating high school, college, anything, any of our graduates here? Stand up, Megan, that's great. And who else, anybody else? And Sophie, great, all right. We're gonna say a little prayer for our graduates. Stay standing, please. Gracious and loving God, thank you for all our graduates, for all those who um, are reaching important milestones in their life. We pray your special blessing upon them on this day, whether they're now moving off to college or now moving off into vocations or even further um, graduate schools. Um, Thank you um, for the gift of education and for the gift of these amazing people. And so bless them in the days and weeks ahead in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Yeah, give them a hand. Megan and Sophie. And there are others. We have some of our other graduates on a board right out here in the narthex. Okay, with that, um, are there any guests who would like to be introduced today that you're, uh, maybe you, you're welcome to introduce yourself, if, but if not, it's no problem. Anybody over here? Please, Billie Jean. Yeah. All right, James, welcome. Great to have you here. Beautiful. All right, with that, we continue with our offering. And before Justin starts playing that, go ahead, guys. Um, Just a heads up that our offertory hymn is going to be very Pentecostal today. We're going to hear it in many languages. Pastor Jonathan's going to lead us, but just giving you a heads up on that. Okay.
I invite you to rise as we sing today, as Pastor Bill said, we're simply saying thank you in a variety of languages. Um, it will go better if you just don't look at your sheet, but look up here. We added a little something. It's call and response. It's meant to be without paper. So just repeat what I say and you'll be good. For now, anyway. <laughs> Malo, malo, thanks be to God. Malo, malo, thanks be to God. Obrigado, alleluia. Obrigado, alleluia. Gracias, kamsahamnida. Gracias, kamsahamnida. Mahalo, mahalo, thanks be to God. Mahalo, mahalo, thanks be to God. Si Maase, Maase, Trima, Trima, Kase, Kase, Maraming, Salamat, Salamat, Dankeschön, Dankeschön, God. pray God of mercy and grace we oh, offer with joy and thanksgiving, thanksgiving what you have first given us our the Lord be with you lift up your hearts let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, 
that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Fulfilling the promise of the resurrection, you pour out the fire of your spirit, uniting in one body people of every nation and of every language. And so with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with the earth and sea and all their creatures and with angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of As we turn and hear Jesus's words and put his words with these elements that it become the body and blood of Christ for us, today in the spirit of Pentecost when we come to the Lord's Prayer, um, just know you'll be hearing other languages say the Lord's Prayer too than English and just know and you can hear and appreciate that. We remember how in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. And we pray as our Lord I, has taught us. I invite those who... Okay, you're good. <laughs> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, re reveal yourself to us today in the breaking of this bread as you once revealed yourself to your disciples. The gifts of God are ready for the people of God. You may be seated. The body of Christ given for you.
I invite you to rise as you're able. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace and peace. Amen. Amen. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
We are grace-filled. And spirit-led. Go in peace and serve the Lord.